All right, boom, half hour. Half hour with Leanne Navarro. Half an hour, half an hour. Long overdue. Let's so do it, let's do it. Thanks Hi. for coming. And uh, Leanne, we first met, I, I came uh, searching for volunteering opportunities during COVID. Yes. And you guys were one of the first ones to still have some available. Yes. And you have amazing organization here, Miami Rescue Mission, two big locations. Yes. Now, I've, it's first time seeing the Hollywood one, which is very nice. <laughs> Thank you for um, coming to us. Yeah, no, it's uh, Miami-Dade. I guess this podcast is not just Miami Beach anymore, right? Hey. So uh, you got to cover greater Miami. You got to travel a bit. So um, always was very, um, very uh, impressed by your energy. You and Veronica, great. Uh, Vanessa and a so. uh, great uh, volunteer coordinator. And anyhow, um, it's always been a blessing for me to come volunteer. So I wanted to get a chance to learn your story and... Um, I suppose your title here, I suppose it's changed over the years. Are you, would you still call yourself the community development associate or what is your real role? Like, Yeah, so no, I actually going back, if you allow me to go back a little bit, I, I came to the Miami Rescue Mission almost 10 years ago. Um, so back in 2012, I was looking for something. Uh, I was looking for a change, to be honest with you, uh, at that moment in my life. And I was lucky enough to find this organization uh, something funny is that I thought that it was a animal rescue when I first <laughs> found it. Shame on me, did no homework. I come to the interview, they gave me an interview right away, did no homework whatsoever. I'm like, just gonna go and see what happens. Right. And um, the elevator door is open, and the first thing I see is that poster that we have of the animal, the manatee with the tear, and it says, Save the humans. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I am not an animal rescue place, which would have been nice. Um, I'm at a homeless shelter. So for me, that was like one of the first signs that I, I don't know why, I took it as a sign and I said, oh my God, I hope they give me the job because this has been so eye-opening in a way, right? Because I'm thinking I'm not going to do any homework. I know what it is. I'm just going to go and let's see what happens. Uh, so I go into the interview and I actually told the person who interviewed me, we're very good friends today. Uh, and I said, oh, if I don't get the job, can I get the poster? Because I had fallen in love with the poster that they had <laughs> once the the elevator opened, right? And um, so long story short, they hired me as, a, as an assistant. I was the assistant of the community development team. And I said, oh, Sounds good. All I have to do is answer phones, take messages, say hello to people. That's super easy, right? Um, but see, that was the beginning for me because I was um, I had the privilege of training a couple of our residents in that area where I was working at. So all of our residents, uh, for those of you that don't know much about the Miami Rescue Mission, they all have an assignment during the day, whether you're in the kitchen or in the office or in the mail room. But we try to give you skills. Right, so that when you leave the program, you can be better prepared for a job, right? In the real world. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Now it's a real office here. So sorry, so sorry. Let me go ahead and put me in D and D. Okay, <laughs> sorry. So sorry. Um so I um, I started training these residents two at a time. They would send them to me so that I could give them help them with office skills. And knowing the stories of every single one of them. I mean, I had an individual who was a veteran, right? And he had the craziest of days with the flashback and being depressed. And I was like, oh my God. And every story was so different. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm part of changing someone's life, right? So from there, uh, something opened in the volunteer department. You know I can talk. 
I love to talk. It's no secret. Everybody who knows me. So I said, oh, my God. If I go to the volunteer department, that means I'm going to be talking to even more people, right? Because now I have the volunteers that are coming, right? Groups and people. At, at some point before the pandemic, we would um, document over 90,000 hours of volunteer service. Wow. So think about how many volunteers I had to kind of talk to. So I love that. And so I went over to be the volunteer coordinator for about a year. And then something else opened up for me, the Community Development Associate, which it was more now talking to groups, to businesses, going out into the community and kind of raising that awareness about homelessness and about the centers right there. Uh, can you guys lend a hand or can you make a monetary donation or whatever the people could do, right? And, and I love that. But recently I've been promoted to the Senior Community Development Associate. So... That just means that my work expanded a little bit more, and now I'm in two campuses. So as you right. know, I, I'm in the Miami Center in Wynwood, but I also now come to Hollywood, and I come here twice a week, and this is where we are now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my story from the beginning, and I loved it all the whole time, and I'm still loving it. All right, well, you didn't pop out of the womb uh, <laughs> a grown woman, so where were you born? Where were you born? Absolutely. So if you haven't figured that out because of my accent, I was born and raised in Cuba. Um, I came when I was 15. Uh, my father and my mother, my parents, they decided that they wanted to leave that country and come to this one. I had no say in the matter. I was just brought here. Um, I love it, obviously, but um, but yeah, it was it was challenging, you know, mm. with the language barrier, being fifteen, being in high school, uh, super embarrassed about learning the language, and uh, I want to say the first four or five years were rough. Um, then, of course, you know, I got older, and that embarrassment kind of goes away, and now you make fun of yourself. Now it's like when you correct me, we laugh together. If you would have corrected me when I was in high school, that would have been like the end of the world for yeah. me, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I went to FIU, I'm an FIU graduate and, um, uh, and then now, now I'm here. What so. did you study? Did you always know you'd be going into like social work? Or? No, not at all. I mean, it, it's funny because I thought about it, but I didn't, uh, I'm an education major. Uh, but when I went into the Miami rescue mission and I realized that it had so much to do with the nonprofit world, which I didn't know much about. I mean, obviously I knew from volunteering, from making donations, not necessarily to the Miami Rescue Mission, I confess, uh, but I wasn't a stranger to what it takes to, you know, to have a nonprofit organization. But I didn't know a lot of the behind the scenes kind of work. So immediately I uh, enrolled in Vision uh, College um, online. I did it online and I took a ton of classes to, you know, to kind of like build up the skills that I needed in order to to be able to guide my team and to do fundraiser fundraising in a smarter way, right? So, what what, are the, what is the degree or what kind of courses do you take for that? It, it is it actually is a nonprofit. Um, I'm trying to think of the exact title that you get. I haven't finished. I'm three classes away from finishing. Uh, nonprofit management. That's what it mm. is. Nonprofit management, and uh, I had to because again, even though I knew the basics and. You know, if, if whoever is listening here, if, if you know anything about a nonprofit organization, um, one thing that we need is the volunteers, the donors, the donations, the hygiene items, the clothing. But how do you get there? Right. And I think that's what I needed to learn because I knew we needed it. But then how do you ask and how to, you know, the, the many emails that we have to send and how we need to encourage people and, and let them see the need that there is. Right. Because. 
Number one, for me, a big part of the whole thing is with you, right? You came and you volunteered in the kitchen, right? And then I know that you became one of our monetary donors. But it was so important for us to let you see what you were doing. I mean, where is my money going? Mm -hmm. Who's using it and how are you using it? So for me, it was a big part to understand that because I was a giver and I was one of those that would say, Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm giving. It doesn't matter where it goes. Okay. Where do I write a check to? How much do I Mm -hmm. give you? And I'm done. Right. But I had to understand, not that it was your case. You're amazing and you're, you've done everything, but a lot of our volunteers, a lot of our supporters, they want to see, show me the the numbers, right? I was Mm going to say, show me the money because of the movie, because we joke around that all the time. But show me the numbers. Show me the people that you're helping, right? Show me someone that graduated from the program. Tell me what he accomplished after he finished, right? And um, that's all the little details that you have to learn in order, I think, to be a successful fundraiser, right? Mm -hmm. Not that I'm there yet, um, but I'm trying. (laughs) Yeah, so you guys have quite the email program. I remember once I was going to try to get you with uh, helping with a new email program, but you guys are doing fine. You guys are getting those emails out. Um, what's maybe like one secret that you've learned besides, I guess, emailing people, right? Like updating them on progress. Is there any other fundraising like secrets you've learned? Yes. Get back with people, answer your phone and answer your emails. Okay. It is our DNA, uh, that we're very prompt to getting back with our people, with our donors, with our supporters to us. Every supporter is so important. It doesn't matter if you are a million dollar donor or if you are a $20 a month, it doesn't matter. To me, there is no difference, right? And this is what I try to instill in my team, that every person who calls, every person who emails is trying to give you give us something. So please, you know, we're not, we're not giving you a service. You are providing mm. for us. So that's in our DNA. We get a lot of comments about that. We get a lot of kudos from people that call. Um, I don't know if you know this, but we actually have volunteers who come to us because they have to do court mandated hours. Mm-hmm. And um, I've talked to individuals who tell me, oh my God, my probation officer gave me a list of 10 people and you guys were the only ones who answered the phone. And you guys were the last one on the list. I'm not saying anything bad about any organization. God knows that I love them all. But it is important to answer the phone, mm-hmm. to know that, let your supporters know, hey, I care for you and I'm here for you and I'm going to answer all your questions. I might not get back with you today, but tomorrow for sure. And keeping your promise, right? Keeping your word on that. And it's part of our DNA and I'm so proud of it because my whole entire team, (laughs) we are exactly the same way and we know the importance. And if we don't answer you the same day, the next day for sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, being responsive. A lot of people look for volunteer opportunities and they get a little a little disheartened that no one wants them or but you guys always get back with some kind of opportunity uh where's the greatest like point of need currently for uh the rescue mission you know it's crazy i know that many of our volunteers the favorite thing to do is the kitchen right and i get it right uh you have a one-on-one with our residents you see our homeless guests coming in to get that meal so it's so rewarding right and i love it i like to respect you as a volunteer as what you tell me that you like to do, okay? I have had people that tell me, please, Leanne, do not put me in the office. I hate office work. I hate the computer. I get it, right? So I want to respect you. So even if I had a great need in the office, I would say, what would you like to do? What would you feel comfortable doing, right? Um, but right right now at this very minute, our greatest need because of the holidays in, is in our central office. This is by the airport, by the Miami International Airport. And we need tons of help with the mail. 
So during this time of the year, right, the giving spirit, the mm-hmm. holidays, we get a lot of donations. Thank God for that, right? But as we get donations, and again, I, I talk about that DNA, we are very prompt to send you a receipt along with the thank you note, right? Mm-hmm. And we need help in that mail room. Yeah, Tons. I was there. I was there in Winwood for, oh. for that. That was that's like yeah, like going around basically. It's like not tedious, but yeah, like obviously. If, if you don't like office work, you don't like it. Yeah, it's like uh, it was a sacrifice. I'd say, like to me, mm-hmm. being able to serve, help serve, like serve lunch is like the greatest treat for me. Like yeah. it's, it's like yeah. I would almost pay you to do it. I mean, I kind of do. I, I, yeah. I, I, I love that I can do that, and it makes me so happy. But I know that that's like for me. Like that is like a selfish thing, kind of. But like other than that, I know more important is to spread the word on donations, yes. spreading the word on yes. people who want to volunteer and and. There's a way to make it fun. You know, we, we had some music going with the volunteers and we got in a flow. But like going with friends is yes. probably the best way, right? So yes. like getting a friend to go with you and then just sign up. Like, and I think you're right that you guys, I'm curious how you do this, but you, you're very good at getting these holiday gift donations, right? Yeah. And I suppose what this, the biggest bottleneck is in like the organization of it in the middle. Once you get all the do- donations, like properly giving them out to the right families. It's like in that middle point of processing is like I can see the bottleneck and and it's crazy. It's crazy how much we get and that which is good. I mean, and it's only because obviously we've been I think it's only because we've been in the community for the last 99 years. I mean, we're going into our centennial in 2022. I know. I know. All right. Fill me in on the history of the rescue mission. It's such a huge huge deal. So who started it? So back in 1922, we had this wonderful couple. Um, obviously I say wonderful, even though I didn't know either one of them, but I have to say that they're wonderful because back in 1922, um, obviously history has taught if, 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 if we have learned anything is that the country was struggling, right? This is the twenties. And, uh, so there was a lot of, um, hunger here in Miami and maybe maybe many other areas in, in the country, but Miami specifically, this couple came in, their names was John and Zeta. And so they came in and they said, you know what? we're going to start a soup kitchen, right? And so it was important to feed people to them. Uh, and they believed in the gospel. And they were that's how the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward at Reach Centers has been a faith-based organization from the beginning, from the 1922 day of uh, birth. And um, so they started feeding people, and they had something called SSS, right? Three letters. Uh, the first S was for the soup. The second one was for the soap. And the third one was comfort for the soul. So mm. that was their thing, right? And it was good. It was working. I We have pictures in black and white in our hallways in the office of people standing up, eating. So this is this is what they had. I mean, we're talking about the 20s, right? I don't know. Were people going around in horses? I don't know. Anyway, so... <laughs> um, so 1978, if I'm not uh, mistaken, we were refounded by another wonderful couple. And that one I did have the honor of meeting and that were the Jacobs. So the Jacobs came around and they pretty much revamped everything that we had in the sense of the residential program that we never had, the education center that we didn't mm-hmm. have, uh, knowing that it was not enough with just feeding a homeless person. That's what I guess at that moment when they were able to not realize, I'm sure they knew about it and then they could do something about it. So it's not enough just to feed you. It's not. I have to give you resources. I have to give you tools. I have to help you if you're suffering with an addiction. I have to give you uh, the resources so that you can check all that off and be able to take the the classes and, and reunite with your family and find a job, whatever, you know, whatever you came here for. 
Um, so the Jacobs are responsible for many of those things. Uh, they retired right before I came in. Uh, so I met them because they visit every now and again, but not because I was under their leadership. Uh, once I came in, we were already under the leadership of the Bromets, which is uh, Reverend Bromet and his wife, our VP of Development, Miss Marilyn Bromet. Another wonderful couple. And that one I do know and I do almost see every day. And um, they're responsible for many of the new buildings, um, for the uh, the buildings that we had in Wynwood, which we got rid of those buildings in order to have bigger um, buildings per se. So, you know, we have a thrift store, the Bargain Barn. Mm -hmm. That one used to be in Wynwood and we moved it to 8700 um, Northwest 7th Avenue. And we did that because we were able to move into a much bigger place right so now we're more organized we're able to bring in more revenue uh, for the programs and then also the center for women and children moved from Wynwood to Miami Gardens so they're responsible for those changes for those wonderful changes and of course um, you guys have to stay tuned for the centennial because it's going to be amazing. So what date is it exactly? Uh, we don't have all the logistics, all the... So it's uh, going to be like February, March or something? It's probably going to be more like in October. I think October? that they're they're, yeah. they're thinking more down the line. Uh, but the plans are huge. Uh, we, we want to partner with so many people uh, so that they can help us in whichever way they can. A hundred years is a big deal. A yeah, hundred yeah. years of helping homeless, helping hungry. I've only, it's going to be my 10th year in January. And um, it's a lifetime of helping people. And uh, when you've been doing it for a hundred, right? It's something that needs to be celebrated. So I'm excited for that. Right. Okay. So, so I, I agree with you. Like feeding people is, is only one part of the equation. So what have you learned about how to instill maybe motivation in someone to kind of like start a new career or make something of themselves or, or kind of like build back up their dignity? What's maybe something you've learned about how to do that? So important. So I, I've learned that the first 30 days are tough, especially if you're dealing with an addiction, right? So during those first 30 days, and I take no credit whatsoever, I give it all to the case managers of the Miami Rescue Mission, the guest service assistants of the Miami Rescue Mission, who many of them are graduates from the program themselves. So we hire 40% of our employees are former clients, mm. okay, graduates of the mission. So they know because they've been there, right, what it takes, the encouragement that you need. But then once they have made that decision that, you know what, I'm here to stay, I'm going to stay the 18 months or the 12 months or the whatever months it takes me to get back on my feet. Once they realize that, got to give it to the volunteers, Okay. Because the volunteers, especially at the education center, because, yeah, you know, if you're in the kitchen, your big smile, your excitement, your positive energy, that's encouraging. That's amazing. Oh, right, hold on, hold on. I tried the education <laughs> center and it was pretty quiet. Like, I felt like not needed there. I was just like, everyone, it was like running itself, you know? Actually, I, yes, <laughs> because the education center is a, uh, you do it at your own pace. So with the education center, the, the residents have to go for two hours during the week, Monday through Thursday, right? They can pick the two hours that they go. So when they go, the program is called NOVA, and I always forget the other part of the name, but it's a computer-based program. So they only need the volunteers for those things that are challenging for them. Mm -hmm. For example, I've seen it with the fractions, they lose it, they lose their minds. I lose it too, by the way, um, even though I have helped them. <laughs> but math is usually like the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. Like for example, the day that you went, if there was no one working on something that was challenging, they didn't need you. And that, you know, it's crazy to say it because of course we want to 
you know, get the volunteers and need them every time. But because the program is done in a way that you can do it at your own pace, and sometimes they even avoid the challenging parks and they wait until the end. So maybe have us come, volunteers come in at, at the most important parts at the end. Absolutely. With, on the stuff they've been procrastinating Ab on. Absolutely. Yeah. But see, we have volunteers from Miami-Dade College, from FIU, that they do it as a requirement for school, okay. which is good. I love that. I love that they have that requirement. It's only 15, 20 hours. But you know what? They come. And, and not that you didn't get it, obviously. I know kitchen is your thing as well. But they sit there and they patiently wait. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's not as busy as the kitchen. It's not as, you know, like... Kitchen is crazy and fast and, and you're done and, and you did it a ton, ton of things, right? Education is a little bit more slower. Now, we do help them with, you said it, career advice uh, advisement. And what does that mean, really? Is trying to find out what is it that they have in their mind, like what is it that you want to work on, and number one, help them believe that they can, they can actually do it, right? Mm -hmm. And number two is... Again, giving them the resources, because sometimes, like I have individuals that have told me, oh, my dream is to be a barber. They don't know where to start, mm -hmm. right? So maybe the first step is to get your GED, because you don't have one to begin with. Mm -hmm. So let's start there, right? And then the next step could be, maybe you need to find a hair and beauty school, okay? And then that's your next step. But then let me don't stop there. Let me give you a list of the schools, right, that are mm. able to help you. And... To me, that's like the whole package. You know what I mean? Like you're guiding them step by step. Like for example, the other day, and this is something that I would love for you to talk to me after we do this beautiful interview. Um, we do like little workshops, one hour, okay? We had someone the other day that came to speak about the importance of credit, right? Because a lot of our residents either lost a credit or never had one, right? Never had credit. How important is it? Immensely, right? I mean, to buy a car, to buy a house, to rent an apartment, right? So I brought this guy. He's one of our volunteers. He did a one-hour workshop. Oh, my God. I mean, he taught them from the importance to how, you know, websites that would help you track it and keep on top keep on, on top of your credit, like Credit Karma, I think he mentioned. Uh, I need Credit Karma to send us a donation. I have mentioned them too much. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? He gave them the resources mm. and the tools. And... At the end, they had so many questions, so many questions. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I thought that a lot of the stuff, it would be like, oh, common sense. You know, they know. They don't. They, know, they don't. So something, something super important, right? So something to think about. Yeah. I don't know what you I can do. I can do like see. a gratitude workshop. Hey, I love a gratitude workshop. <laughs> well, that's workshop. pretty easy to do. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. I guess but, that's what I'm qualified for. But believe it or not, maybe. how important is that? It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe you can have like a little... Um, the importance of, for example, for me, it's so important that when they graduate and they leave the program and they're already independent, the importance of them coming back, right? Mm. Come back, come back as a volunteer, mm. come back as a supporter, right? And I don't want them to be grateful for what they got. I want them to do not lose that connection with us because you know what? At the end of the day, we are part of the story, yeah. right? We are part of that little time in your life when mm -hmm. you needed a little help. Don't try to put it behind you. Why? Do you guys follow up with them? I have like we scheduled do, calls. We do. We do. If okay. they allow us to to uh, reach back with to them and find out how they're doing, and when they have families, we invite them to our giveaways. Like for example, when we did the um, the Thanksgiving turkey giveaway on November twentieth, 
we helped 500 families. And I recognized at least four people, okay, that came through the drive-through that they were former clients. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy to see them. I mean, one of them, a mom, a mom of two kids, two kids that I saw as babies at the mission, and now I'm seeing them, and they're like in middle school. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, so good to see you. But she still needs a little bit of help. She's a single mom, right? We keep her in the loop about all the giveaways that we do, whether it's a food giveaway or a toys giveaway. And if you need it, you come and we, we give it to you because the community is helping. So that was that was really rewarding. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. To see them come back and don't have any shame. There's nothing to be shame about. You know, anybody can need a, a help, a hand up at any point in life. Why Absolutely. not? Yeah, we all fall. So Yeah, you know. So I I try to encourage them, you know, because I know that for some of them, um, the reaction sometimes is I wanna put this behind me and I don't want to ever remember this place anymore or I don't wanna remember this time in my life and I feel that on the contrary, you should say you should be proud to say, I was there, I needed help, but now look at me. And I interviewed someone the other day, because as you know, we have radio shows. Uh, I interviewed someone the other day who told me during the interview that he remembers being a child of eight, uh, eight siblings. Uh, his mom used to take them all to have dinner at the rescue mission, okay, at least four times a week. And he now owns his own business. He's doing amazing. His mother passed, so now he's giving back, not only to us, but other organizations in honor of his mom. So how wonderful. You're cele not celebrating, but you're proud of where you came from, mm. right? And now you're doing something about it. Because now, yes, my mom did this for us and she sacrificed, but guess what? Now I'm able to give back to these organizations because as a child, this is what I went through, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm all about. I always tell them, don't cut the umbilical cord. Continue to come, continue to check with us. Let us know how you're doing. Let us interview you in the radio. Let us let us talk about your story and so how So the you're radio, doing. is that on like FM, AM? or? Yeah, we yeah. have Life FM is one of the shows and then WIOD. So we yeah, what time of the week is it air? Saturdays and Sundays at 9 and 8 a.m. I'm going to give you the flyer. And I really want to interview you in the radio as soon as I come oh, yeah? back from <laughs> this couple of weeks. We I'll can talk the about gratitude there. Oh, for yeah. Sure, no, for I sure. mean, you're hitting on it. Like, <laughs> you know, it's easy to get uh, sad about, oh, you know, you're not accomplishing your goals yet. And, and you're, you know, you're trying to get somewhere you're not. But then at the same time, like it's so easy to get energy from just looking behind at where you've came from yes. because you've come, you've come so far, and sometimes yes. you forget about it. But it's nice to reflect once in a while and, and yes. appreciate you know your journey. So yes. be proud of the whole journey, you know, not yes. just like you know it's good to look back once in a while um, for sure. Uh, I tell them that I tell them don't do not drown in the pity party. That's not good as either. Um, but do look back as as the teachings and what you took away from that experience, right? And I'm. Um, Again, I'm not necessarily in programs. I don't work directly with our residents. But whenever I, I, I'm given that opportunity, I feel it that it's my responsibility. And it's only like here and there and not every day. But when I have it, I, 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 I make good use of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty so, much. so most of the volunteers, where, what kind of jobs, what kind of industries are they going into when they graduate? You mean the residents? Oh, no, not the, yeah, the residents. The yeah, residents. the residents. So very much all kinds of industries, okay? I, I know one now that is trying to get into the Army, right? Mm -hmm. Very young, beautiful, wonderful men. Uh, he's trying to get into the Army. Uh, I know individuals that go to Lindsay Hopkins, and they get technical careers. Uh, Lindsay Hopkins is one of our 
wonderful partners in the community. I have seen residents that go into the medical field, okay, RN, uh, nurse aide, you name it, um, uh, teachers. I, I have residents that have gone into teaching. Um, obviously, some of them get hired by us. You know that. 40% of our staff is mm-hmm. former graduates. Um, my God, so many industries. I mean, right. the sky's the limit. I mean, some people, I remember one resident, which I think is funny. I would always ask him when he spoke for my volunteers, because every now and again, we pick someone to do their testimony. And um, I remember I always sit with them before because I want to hear the story myself. And um, he told me my dream is to work at Publix. And I'm like, really, really? Older gentleman, but so nice, so nice. And I'm like, tell me why, because I got to know why. And he's like, the benefits. And I'm like, you got it, man. And and you know what? When he said it to all the volunteers, that's exactly their reaction. Everyone was so, but it was like happiness, you know, to know that someone has has something so clear in his mind. Yeah. To me, that w- that meant the world. I'm like, this guy knows exactly what he wants. Okay, he probably did he because get it? He's probably working there. He now. got it. He got yeah. it. He got it, and he's working there. But but the emotion, you know what I mean? And and when you say something with so much emotion and so much passion, I know you want it. So it was. I I, I have stories after story. I mean, I can keep you here until tomorrow. You know that. Um, but I also have someone who, talking about older, right? Because sometimes when they're older, it's even harder. Because now they think I'm at the end, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's. Should have them read the Growth Mindset book by uh, Carol Dweck, whatever. I must get it. Yeah, I mindset. Must... Just give that to everyone. I must get it because reading. let me tell you, require reading because sometimes when you're older, you know, you're thinking this is the end for me, right? But I remember this gentleman who his sole goal was to I'm gonna retire, right? I'm gonna retire and I'm going to have my check and I'm gonna have my apartment and that's the end. And he was encouraged to take a um, class at Lindsay Hopkins, tile installation, floor tile installation. And he thought that everybody was crazy for encouraging him and pushing him to do it. But he, he went and did it, finished the whole thing, became a tile inst- installation person. I don't know what is the name, I'm sorry guys. And he got a job. And he came back with the project for the end of the year. His project was to design the helmet of the Miami Dolphins with little tiny tiles, right? And he came very proud. And we were all crying. I'm a crybaby. I was crying with him. And I'm like, so what happened to retirement? Oh, that's in the back burner now. <laughs> right? So that is to prove that there is there is no age limit, right? And I use those stories to encourage the younger generation, to encourage those that are coming in the program now. Because Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy is the one with the tile. Jimmy is when I used to be an assistant. So we're talking about 10 years ago. And um, I use that story a lot, right? Because I want people to know that residents that we're getting now, there is hope. Jimmy was close to his 70s. I'm not Mm. kidding you. And he did so much, okay? And at first he thought that everybody was crazy. So... You know, I mean, I, I use it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. All right. Well, we're near our time here. I do, uh, I got to say, there's extra motivation for me to interview you uh, for the holidays because there's that, I see you have that, that goal of like a thousand meals a month. Uh, yes. And you guys are so close. <laughs> we're so and I want to be like, I want to be the one to help you guys get there. So whatever I got to do, I'll hit the streets. 
But what are we like? Like uh, eighty people. So what? Meals a month is like what? Twenty five bucks a month or something. Listen, ten dollars, not even ten dollars. Just become part of the club. Whatever $10 you got. Ten dollars or more. I mean, if you want to do twenty five, if you want to do a hundred, uh, we are fifty seven members. Fifty seven members. All right. Keep it on pause. I got the last ones for you. No, seriously. Like honestly, I read a quote by like Tony Robbins the other day, and it's like. Like if you can't give like a, a penny out of every dollar whenever you're you know going through your challenges and 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 you're hustling and and you've got dreams, then you're not then don't fool yourself that you're gonna give like a million out of your billion. You know like like yes. it starts your integrity starts now yes. and it starts with whatever you have give it. You know like give at least some part of it and and with you know at, at the end of the day we're so close that um that's my main challenge this week is to help us Yay. get there by like Sunday or whatever. <laughs> because <laughs> um, it's so fun that we're so close like the hardest part is done 57 um, and so it's like yeah we can get 57 meals a month members so I know. that small that small deed I can help with you know I, I, you. I'm very realistic but that that I can help with so I, I think I, that's my dream for uh for you guys and and you know what we'll, we'll invite you once you sign up we'll invite you to come and be a part of a meal we have what we call surf days and uh, not only do we serve the meal, but we decorate the kitchen with the volunteers. We do raffles for the residents. It's almost like, like a field day type of deal, right? But it's all about serving and, and giving a little bit of joy to the residents in the program. So become a part of our Meals a Month um, club. <laughs> and uh, Vanessa, who pretty much handles the whole thing, uh, she would be in touch with you right away. Oh my God, yeah, you, your money cannot be spent any better. Uh, amazing organization. 100 years coming up next year. I can't wait. Thank you so much for being part of Miami and being available to volunteers who want to give time. And um, you're truly special, man. Thank you. Thank you awesome. so much. Thank Alrighty. you. You're special. <laughs>